podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. So folks, something I missed earlier in the week and is worth mentioning, Jurgen Klopp confirmed that Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson and Alison Becker have been added to the leadership group within the players following a player's vote. So they they joined Jordan Henderson, James Milner and Virgil van Dijk as part of that group. Previously, Ginny Wijnaldum had been part of a four-man group. Now it's a six-man group, which seems a little bit excessive, but as long as everybody's happy, who cares? Let them have as many as they want. Um, Great news for Liverpool fans. This is the news of the week. Forget the 5-1 over Porto. Forget anything else. Mo could sign a new contract tomorrow. It wouldn't be as good as this. United won last night, and Ollie's safe in his job for another little while. That is tremendous news. The PE teaching elf will remain as Manchester United manager for the foreseeable after Cristiano took advantage of an offside Jesse Lingard and another goalkeeping error to get his fifth goal for United and get them a late win at home to Villarreal in a game in which they were comprehensively outplayed. Comprehensively outplayed. So tremendous stuff. We should all be genuinely delighted by this news. The longer he is there, the longer we can disregard them as serious title contenders. Because while he is there, they will do absolutely nothing of note. That man isn't fit to make sandwiches for top-class football players, let alone manage top-class football players. So it's great news and... um, we should all be very excited about that. Uh, moving around, we have a piece on James for, from James Pierce on James Milner. Uh, he calls him the finest free transfer in Liverpool's history. I think Joel Matip, Gary McAllister, Marcus Babel, who was genuinely world class, they might have something to say about this, but. Uh, it is a good piece about Milner and the, the task he faces this weekend where he will almost certainly line out at right back to face Jack Grealish. So that will be an interesting test. With a bit of luck, Milner just volleys him up into the air early in the game and that takes Grealish out. He hasn't been particularly good for City since signing. Uh, the price tag is weighing him down, it would look. And he just doesn't really fit how they play. He doesn't have any pace, so he can't run in behind. So those balls that De Bruyne used to play from the right side of midfield in behind the opposition right back, they're no longer on. Everything is defeat. Everything is ponderous. And when you look at how they've been in the last couple of weeks, they haven't impressed going forward. They were very, very poor on attack against PSG. Don't think they impressed too many people with their attacking play against Chelsea. They struggled against Southampton and got one shot on target very, very late in the game. They scored one against Leicester, a Leicester defence that has been all over the place this season. So I I don't think we'll have too many concerns about... They're obviously a very good team and you'll respect them, but they don't have an attack that looks capable of blowing away a good defensive team. The teams they've hammered, Norwich, six defeats out of six, Arsenal... Started the season awfully and were down to 10 men. Leipzig, they still conceded three to Leipzig. And Wickham, who are, I think, League One, 
So, you know, we won't have too many concerns. We'll talk about that a bit more tomorrow. Uh, Melissa Reddy, on the other hand, had a few bits and pieces post-match. A piece about Curtis Jones, which was very, very good and well worth your time giving a read to. Uh, As far as uh, Neil Jones, he also has a piece up on Milner. um, And also other options that Jurgen Klopp could use at right back against City. Nico, I don't think that's a real option. Joe Gomez potentially obviously came on at right back against Porto. Didn't cover himself in glory for the goal, but his first time playing right back since he broke his leg away to Burnley. And then uh, Costa Simicus, and I, I would hope there's not much chance of him playing there. Let's not play left backs at right back. Um, jumping around the main Liverpool sites, on the club website, there is important information for fans attending the Manchester City game. It's a lot of the same information that they've given out for previous home games about using the NFC pass, about your COVID certification, um, what type of questions you can be asked, what measures are in place in the stadium. You are not permitted to bring any kind of bag into the stadium other than small A5 bags carrying hygiene products or medication uh, you can buy a bag from the club shop, though. So there is that. Um, then there's obviously the, the usual bit about transport links and Anfield Road Stadium and or the, sorry, the the Anfield Road stand and, and you know what's going on there and how you can get round whatever's being done work wise. Um, they also have some some more post match content from the Porto game. If you haven't watched the video I mentioned yesterday on on Roger Hunt, please do that. There's a little bit up about Naby's wonderful goal at the weekend. Or last, not last weekend, two weeks ago. God, that time has passed quickly. Uh, Naby's goal was voted into the nominations for uh, Premier League Goal of the Month. Hopefully it wins. It should. I can't think of a better goal that was scored in September. So hopefully Naby can get the win. Um, Mo and Jurgen have also been nominated for the Player of the Month and Manager of the Month awards. So uh, we could have a clean sweep. And I think we deserve a clean sweep. We're top of the league. We're unbeaten. The only team unbeaten in the league. I think it's absolutely fair that that both of them. Now, you you could argue for maybe Thomas Frank at Brentford. Um, they've had a really good start to the season. You could obviously argue for Graham Potter as manager of the month, given what what Brighton have been able to do. They're only a point behind us. Um, as far as player of the month goes, I mean, Ivan Tony had three great outings in the month. You, I'm going to talk about him a lot over the coming season and try and will him to Anfield. Um, on to Liverpool.com, there is a piece about Milner again and Manchester City. Um, a piece about Jordan Henderson reaching 400 appearances. His best teammate, his best season, his best goal and his best performance. Had a look at them. No argument at all over his best teammate. It is Luis Suarez. His best goal, they picked um, the goal against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I think he's probably scored better goals 
But in terms of what that goal meant, yeah, that's probably the one. Best performance they went for the 4-0 against Barcelona. He's definitely had better performances than that. And best season they went 19-20, which, I mean, look, he won player of the year. But regardless, he was better in 13-14. That 13-14 was his best season. He was absolutely sensational in 13-14. And how you could overlook it, regardless of, you know, awards that were built on media narratives. 13-14, Jordan Henderson was sensational. And his ability to join the attack and be a functioning member of the attack who could open chances for others, create chances with those little flicks and tricks around the corner. That Jordan Henderson is still the best Jordan Henderson we've seen. He might have become a more well-rounded player, but in terms of being a more impactful player, he's not come close. Uh, There's a piece about Virgil van Dijk does not hold the key to Joe Gomez' Liverpool question, but Andy Robertson might. Um, By Mo Stewart. Interesting piece. It's, It's worth your time giving it a read. But um, it's obviously one person's view, but it is worth your while giving that one a read. There's also a piece about LeBron James um, and his links to Liverpool growing over the last couple of years and what that might mean for the future. On This Is Anfield, there are some pieces, again, about the Porto game. Um, Curtis Jones obviously getting quite a lot of coverage, and rightly so. There's a piece entitled How Curtis Jones Artfully Plucked the Strings of Liverpool's Walkover. There's a piece looking ahead to the City game. Um, In their news section, Liverpool scouts watched Darwin Nunes as Benfica embarrassed Barcelona last night. So Benfica obviously beat Barca 3-0. And Darwin Nunes scored two goals. He is a very talented young number nine. He hasn't fully shown what he's capable of since joining Benfica. Last season was a little bit disappointing, uh, 14 goals in 44 games across all competitions. But this season, he has six goals in seven games. He is looking more like the player they thought they were getting from Almeria. He's obviously someone that Brighton were very keen to get. And even though ourselves and Brighton obviously shop at very different levels, it's worth pointing out that their approach to recruitment and Brentford's approach to recruitment at that, are very, very similar to ours, very heavily analytics-based. So if they've identified him two years ago as a player for them, well, if he continues to develop by next summer, potentially, potentially he could be a player who is ready for a move to a club like Liverpool. So maybe one to keep an eye on. Um, There's a piece about the 27 players who have played 400 or more games for Liverpool. There is a piece about Arnaud Donjuma and his display against Manchester United obviously was linked to Liverpool in the summer and what whether or not the Reds might go back for him or might have further interest in him down the line. He has just moved, though, so maybe let the lad enjoy his time at Villarreal. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a piece from Stephen Smith remembering Roger Hunt. Very, very good piece. Well worth your time giving that one a read. The latest edition of Scouted is up, myself and Carl looking ahead to City. And Rival Recon is up, um, Harry Sethi's show, with a guest, Manchester City-based guest, looking ahead to the game, having a bit of a chat, and it's always well worth giving a listen to Harry, one of the best at what he does. 
And that's it today. That is all we have. It is a quiet news day, which is nice. I mean, it is nice and boring to have quiet news days where nothing much happens because it just kind of shows that everything is moving along nicely for the club. You know, you look at United this morning and there's this view and that view and there's the Ollie in and the Ollie out and there's the Ollies at the wheel brigade who are just weird. But, you know, there's debate over is Cristiano been used right? Is Sancho being used right? What's wrong with Sancho? Why does he keep playing Pogba in a double pivot? Oh, why is he playing Pogba left wing? Why is Bruno not in form? It's just very, very funny. Uh, we have far less concerns than them. And that's always a good sign because for many, many years, as you will all remember, they just rumbled along winning titles, winning cups, winning more titles. And we had absolute chaos week after week. So it's nice for the rules to be reversed. We'll leave it there. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.